accusés d'un vol qu'ils n'ont pas commis, n'ayant aucun moyen d'en faire la preuve, ils fuient sans cesse devant leurs poursuivants. Pour subsister, ils emploient leurs compétences. Quand la loi ne peut plus rien pour vous, il vous reste un recours, un seul, l'agence Tourisque. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rogue Opinions Podcast. And again, today, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for another grapple update because, um, I don't know, I, th- I think there was some wrestling and some th- stuff might have happened since the last time we spoke. So I've roped in, uh, well, that's a different podcast, but I have uh, cordially invited Mr. Scott McLeod along with me once again. Scott, how are you today? Oh, guys. My NR William Regal coming out again. Sorry, yeah. I, I thought I kept that under control, but yes, I'm happy to be here to talk some some grappling. Yes, yes. The the, up, the we needed the uh, the grapples to be updated quite uh, efficiently, and uh, the two of us uh, decided to uh, make sure that we could have that happen. Uh, Nathan is still here, but he is uh, still in the corner, uh, not allowed to talk. He still knows what he did, um, and uh, this is for. A couple of the things that happened, we're going to talk briefly about uh, the emergence of uh, the icon Sting on AEW Dynamite last week. As we record, Sting is set to speak to uh, one Tony Schiavone, Big Dick Tony, as they refer to him backstage uh, tonight on Dynamite. And we'll get some answers as to what he's planning on doing. Uh, then we'll cover uh, NXT TakeOver War Games, which, by the way, there is a William Regal War Games t-shirt, and I need it. I need it in my life. Um, and then, uh, we'll talk briefly about Mr. Kenneth Omega and, uh, his, uh, his buddy, uh, Don Callis over on impact. And then we will get the fuck out of here. So quick little update here for you guys. We are going to start, of course, with AW dynamite from last week. Pretty eventful show. Winter is coming. Winter is here. If you were on the East coast of the United States of America, you know that it snowed today. Uh, so winter is in fact here. Um, besides the dumb name, uh, what did you think of their, uh, their, their, their little TV special that they, that they ran this week or last week, rather? It's weird because like you think about Game of Thrones and like how that was like one of the biggest things and like TV for ages. I only finished 2019. Yeah. It finished. And yeah, has the show been gone from the most talked about thing to the least talked about thing so quickly because when I remember they announced winter is coming and it took me longer than it should have to remember that that was a Game of Thrones reference because I remember waking up so early in the morning because my brother worked early so we he and, he and I could watch the finale of Game of Thrones together and then like I've not thought about Game of Thrones until I've seen the title winter is coming for AEW but you know other than that yeah I, I enjoyed the show as a whole I, I'd heard about obviously the, the ending everyone was talking about before I watched the actual show so before we did this I had to sit down and probably watch the full episode of, of Dynamite uh, yeah I mean uh, overall the show is pretty cool I'm a big fan of these uh, TV specials that they're doing to uh, 
so they don't need to do a pay-per-view once a month and just once every six or eight weeks or so they just do like a pay-per-view quality uh tv show uh nxt uh during uh takeover war games uh announced that they'll be doing new year's evil on january 6th 2021 uh this in no way is a reaction to anything that some japanese company happens to want to do (laughs) At the beginning of every uh, every year, I doubt that's the case at all. You know, with them being open for business and everything. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought uh, uh, Winter is Coming was a good show. Uh, the one thing we're going to talk about here before we get to the end of the podcast, where we talk about the other thing that happened, the main other thing that happened, was um, after the tag match between, I believe it was Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs and uh, Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen. Um, all team Tad started coming in, beating down the the good guys. They were getting the upper hand. Dustin Rhodes comes out. Uh, he gets a couple good shots in, and then starts getting obliterated. Uh, then the lights go down, and uh, you know my my attention sort of like peaked. I was like, oh, who who did they get? You know what's going on here? And the video starts, and I'm like, ooh, is it Glacier? Like legitimately thought we were gonna get Glacier. Um, not ashamed. Um, he his kicks were very good. Um, and then all of a sudden the word sting shows up on the screen and it not going to lie. It made me, it made me go, Oh shit. Okay. And to hear Tony Schiavone, you know, practically, you know, cream himself, uh, to sit, to get to say that it's sting again on TNT. Everything was a big, big moment. And then sting chased everyone out of the ring and then stared off at the, uh, at the, uh, the, the, the faces in the ring. Uh, I got to ask you, what was your reaction to uh, Sting and what he did, what he didn't do, and what do you hope that he's going to end up doing uh, now that he is all elite? Yeah, I think it's I think it's fair that people are mainly talking about the Sting appearance and not the match itself. Because I'll be honest with you, uh, I couldn't pay attention to the tag match at all. I was looking more at my phone more than the match because it was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the beatdown was clunky as hell. I think Dustin came out to help, and then. Hall's was saying up to kind of hit him with the FTW belt, and then like Cody gets involved, and so like Starks and Cage like knock him down, and Hall's is basically trying to them to get Cody back up so they can like tease him with a belt, and it takes them longer than it should to to get the cue, and then that's when they set up the moment for the lights to go out, and then like with the crow and then all the snow, like the images that are shown in the video, I thought they're really leaning into this winter is coming, like thing. Oh, like is, is John Snow going to come out? Are we going to get a Kit Harrington appearance? Oh, that would have been phenomenal. He can't come to bloody D23, but he can come to, to AEW Dynamite in the middle of bloody Florida. But <laughs> and then Sting comes out and just Tony Schiavone, yeah, he's called it, it's Sting! I think maybe, because obviously the rumour is that a lot of the, the people behind the scenes didn't know he was coming to get a surprise and it wouldn't shock me if Tony Schiavone didn't know because his call of saying it sting is right up there with that time he said, the attack back in the day. Like, mm-hmm. those, are, those are probably his two best calls, in my opinion. Absolutely, then, yeah. You always think if there's any like modern fans out there who are mainly into like current stuff, like in, current indie stuff, and obviously followed all the guys in AEW and became a fan of AEW, you got to feel for them. you got to think to them, it just looks like weird old guy with face paint uh, who really, who's really into crows and baseball bats comes out and stares at everybody and buggers off while everyone else goes mental. But 
and like the best meme I've heard about this is when the the image of Darby and Sting together. It says when your dad goes out for cigarettes in two thousand one and finally <laughs> comes back. <laughs> when the first time when I saw him like looking at the face paint side and then looking at the other side and just seeing Darby's reaction, I just kept thinking in my head, Papa? Is that you, Papa? <laughs> like, it, I hope that the thing that comes out of this is that Darby just gets, like, stalked and, like, weirdly, like, gothically mentored by Sting, where Sting doesn't have to wrestle, he doesn't have to cut any promos, he just, during Darby's matches, he's just up in the rafters just sort of, like, nodding in approval or, like, shaking his head in disappointment or something. That's just brought up to ideas I just had, because one that you can tie in, wrestler Sting with Singer Sting, was, like, just having uh, in the background, whatever Darby's out there, just having Sting in the background and just putting the caption, every step you take, but that even Sting (laughs) I'll be watching you. I don't even know if that's actual Sting. But, and like, I think if Sting is going to wrestle, because he's got this big multi-year deal, I think the door is open apparently if he wants to wrestle, because he apparently wanted to wrestle a cinematic match with Undertaker, given both guys like health physically, I think, especially given the way that Sting's last match went, the smart idea of it, but Dager didn't seem interested in doing any more cinematic matches, and apparently Vince has never been into the idea of Taker v Sting, but I want the idea of a cinematic match between Darby and Darby and Sting, and just at the end, just to reveal like Vader esque, like no Darby, I am your father. <laughs> just, and he's hanging like they do it all at like his like compound or whatever in in Washington State or wherever he lives, and like at the very end, he's like dangling off the side of a bridge, and uh, like uh, they have the whole speech, the whole I mean verbatim. Join me, and we can rule the galaxy as father and son. Everything I would, I would die for that. I think, I think that would be the single greatest moment in wrestling history. And if you disagree with me, make sure to tweet at Ben underscore EBRT. Um, and instead of just dropping it, he just does a coffin drop on a concrete for no reason. Just like I can't be here with thing. He's not my father. Just coffin drop off a bridge. And then it cuts, but it you can obviously tell it's like a doll that they like. <laughs> that they just like wrapped up in Darby's clothes and painted half of its face. And it like gets obliterated on the ground below it. And you're meant to believe that Darby's dead until he comes back full face paint, not just on the half. And he's like, then stalking stink. We are doing way too much thinking about this. I doubt any of this is going to happen. Um, but, um, but yeah, that's, that is uh, the, the sting appearance tonight. He will speak uh, to Tony Schiavone. It's going to be a big moment for, for Tony. A uh, big moment for uh, AEW. Uh, he had the, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but he had the the highest selling t-shirt in the first 24 hours on Pro Wrestling Tees after he came out. Apparently, I think, according to Twitter. That's pretty phenomenal. I mean, you know, to bring in maybe some lapsed fans or people who've only heard about the Crow Sting stuff or people who've only seen the stuff on the network from WCW and stuff. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe pretty, uh, good for AEW in the long run. We will get to the Moxley and Omega stuff at the end after we discuss NXT TakeOver War Games live from the Capital Wrestling Center. And uh, strap in, because TakeOver happened. And um, I don't know, man. To me, this was uh, maybe kind of the most eh 
war games show that they've done. But we'll uh, we'll break it down. Starting off, of course, with the women's war game match that went 35 and a half minutes. Team Candice, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm taking on Team Shotzi with Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai. Um, the ladies tried. Um, <laughs> they did a lot of they did a lot of stuff. Uh, I thought the the ending of the match was good. I thought. The whole uh, them trying to keep EO out of the ring was interesting. EO's spot with the garbage can was fantastic. Her reaction to surviving said spot was really adorable, which I enjoyed. Um, even though I was wrong in guessing on who was going to win, I was, I was actually kind of happy that Team Candice won. Uh, because if uh, Shotzi's team had won, it would have just felt like, oh, okay, that was a thing that happened. And uh, it was cool that Raquel Gonzalez got the uh, the win for her team. Um, so I'm kind of like on the fence about the first war games match, sort of leaning more toward I was looking at my phone half the time because it was super long. Um, but where do you sit uh, on the opening war games match to war games 2020? I think I can get what you're saying about being the most uh, war games. Uh, so this is the fourth year of them doing it, which makes you think, why does it take them so long? How why did it take them to the fourth iteration to have a regal share with war games when that's been a meme since the second war games in like 2018. But I think the issue I had with this war games is the same issue I had with like the second ever women's rumble. And that while there were moments in them, they weren't as good as the first ever one because I felt it felt like such a big moment that we were getting a women's version of this particular gimmick match. And also last year they had the story of the, the heel turn from Dakota Kai and the four on two disadvantage. So, I think there was more of a story in this first women's war games, whereas in this, it did take them getting used to the idea of the faces having the advantage. Uh, I still thought Shotzi's team were going to win because I thought, well, eventually the team with the advantage has to win. Otherwise, what's the point of having an advantage to begin with? Uh, but then, obviously, taking out <laughs> taking out EO constantly, it got kind of comedic for a while because she kept coming up and she's getting knocked off the cage. Like, no, we told you you can't come in our clubhouse. Yeah, go we away. said no, no, bad EO, this is the, bad. This is the no EOS club, go away. <laughs> um, quickly, just to comment uh, on the uh, the War Games reveal, though, that, did you watch that clip? How they, they, they tickled the balls, like, so, so much. You just hear, like, Adam Cole going, say it, William, say it. Um, and, and then he, he has to walk all the way down and the crowd is going, Oh, Oh, it was the best reveal for the war game. Cause you knew it was coming. I think that was my favorite part of the war games takeover. And it was like two, three weeks ago. So like, it was just my favorite reveal. And now they have a t-shirt. So like, I, I have to, I have to get this now. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think, uh, it was the right outcome and we'll probably get Raquel and EO on um, New Year's Evil or New Year's Dash or whatever they're calling it. Um, I, mean, I think I think it's quite interesting that Raquel got the, the win because everything about this seems like it's all around Shotzi and Candice. I like Shotzi coming out in the tank. I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't get a tank that all four of them could ride in the, into the building on. but And then she tried to actually fire something at Dakota Kai. Uh, then 